Leadership is simple, but it's not easy. I'm Daryl Black, and I have over 30 years in crisis leadership and project management positions. And over those decades, I have learned and applied the concept that I call minimal viable effort, how to make the most impact, the most influence, with the least amount of effort in the least amount of time. And through those tactics, I have been able to build my influence, lead hundreds of people on operations during crisis and projects. And it's those tactics, those techniques that I am able to apply in the moment that I am bringing to you in this series. Practical and tactical, no more than 10 minutes, that right after you finish listening to this episode, you can take what we just talked about and you can apply it. Hey, I'm fired up. I am fired up. I uh, got a comment on a YouTube short that I did, and uh, and it it pissed me off, frankly. Not because uh, I don't know the person or anything, you know. Like, like it. What what's firing me up is the post was about empathy, and I post uh, and I talk about a clip from a League of Their Own, which is. Um, where Tom Hanks, Madonna, uh, it's a baseball-themed uh, movie, and the character played by Madonna, she's crying, and Tom Hanks turns around and says, are you crying, are you crying? Um, which is a classic scene. And so in my talk that I typically do, I talk about how not being empathetic as a leader, as a partner, uh, as an entrepreneur, all of those things, it's actually toxic. It really, really is. And this person... Um, put a comment on on the YouTube video which I, I sincerely appreciate so I'm not uh, I'm not being negative towards that at all in fact I, I really like uh, engaging but the person said so what do you expect that Tom Hanks would coddle them to a championship and so a couple things one it uh, it really spoke to me because it, it pisses me off because so many leaders that's what they think they think that that it's up to the team it's up to uh, up up to others to bend to your will. So you've got a certain approach, you've got a certain opinion, you've got a certain attitude, and the expectation is that you are supposed to be um, uh, changing what you think and what you do to suit my needs as the leader. And I'll tell you that definitely was old school, for sure. Um, and uh, and that's how I was raised for sure. You know, parents. Uh, we even had a kids' table, and uh, were to be seen and not heard, and then not even seen. Frankly, you know, all, all of those other things in emergency management, in corporations, in leadership in general, it was really revolving around the man, the notion of the man, and it pisses me off because we still have that attitude that as a leader. Others have to change how they uh, how they act and all of those things because that's the way I want it. Well, unfortunately, too bad, so sad. If you want to be a leader, then it's up to you to be adaptable. It's up to you to change. It's up to you to meet your followers, the the, the teammates you support, wherever they are. Because we were having these same, or my, our parents were having these same conversations about us when we were growing up. So remember that. Figure that out. Look objectively think about that these were the same conversations and we turned out okay as far as we're concerned so leadership has changed leadership is now about the leader supporting the team the leader is about figuring out what makes people tick and and why I'm so fired up about it is because leaders 
just don't get it. They just sometimes don't get it that it's a burden to be a leader. It's a pain in the ass to be a leader. It means that you don't always get your way. It means that you sometimes have to adjust your, your you know, to, to the wind, adjust your sails to the wind. And if you don't like it, then don't be a leader. People that aren't, aren't flexible, the people that don't recognize that to get the most out of people, to influence the most people, to make the most impact, you have to meet people where they are. And you shouldn't care. You shouldn't judge them. You shouldn't decide whether their viewpoint is, is legit or not. Too bad, so sad. If you want to sit and, and, and sit in the cheap sheet seats and complain about other people and complain about other people not changing and complaining about this, that, and the other thing, then don't be a leader. Don't be a leader. Just be a, a good teammate. That's great. But empathy is not even like... Empathy and sympathy are two different things. Empathy is just this. It's holding space for somebody and knowing where they're coming from. That's it. You don't have to place a judgment on I agree or disagree or they should or they shouldn't feel that way or whatever that case is. Uh-uh. That's not what empathy is. Empathy is just holding that space, understanding where they're coming from. That's it. And then you can decide what you're going to do about that. But as leaders... What I'm saying is it's toxic if you don't view people from an empathetic way. If you don't try to put yourself in their shoes. It's not just a cliche. Because selfishly, it makes your job easier to figure out what motivates them, where they're coming from, what is their background, what is their culture, all of that stuff. Why are they here? Because if you can understand that, then you can learn how to motivate people. You can learn how to motivate everyone or influence them. And it's different for every person. So don't be freaking lazy as a leader. If you want to make an impact in this world, if you want to make an impact with your partner in any relationship, where's that other person coming from? I've got a couple of really good, oh, I got a lot of stories on this one, but I remember I was in, uh, in a, what's called an emergency operation center, EOC, in, uh, for a large wildfire. And I was working with a whole bunch of people from that area, in addition to myself and, and other teammates that come in. And so in the morning, we're showing, uh, we're showing video of this large structure that, um, that was on fire, and we, we actually lost it. We, we lost the structure, massive structure, massive structure. Thousands of people had been evacuated from literally that structure that, um, like just a few hours before, that, that's how tight it was. And so we're watching, and from a very professional curiosity, that's that was the lens I was looking at. I'm like, oh, that's interesting, burn patterns and all that other stuff, and you know, the evacuation went well, all those other things. And um, and somebody on, on the team that I support, somebody from my department essentially, she's just, two sitting or standing, you know, uh, two people away, she starts crying and she leaves. I knew right there. And so I, my job is to create psychological safety and understand where everyone's coming from. I knew that I had effed up and we had effed up. Here's a, here's a situation. She was from that municipality. She had lost her home to that same wildfire bad enough, but she was in the emergency operations center. She had nowhere to live, but she was there to help. She had a job to do and it, it kept her busy. Great. So I knew that part. What I didn't think about as we're showing this big graphic video, no one was hurt or anything, but it's, it's very, very visual, right? It's a huge fire. What I didn't know until after was that her partner had been evacuated from that same structure only a few hours before. And so fortunately that my, my assistant or deputy, she bolted out with that person and, and, um, you know, figured it out. I talked to that person 
and that person was just done. She was just done, and through no fault of her own, totally get it, totally get it. Now, at that moment, or you know, right at that moment, I I recognized that I had effed up, and she actually we had agreed she we agreed to support her. She was no longer kind of fit for for the operation. It was just too much for her. I totally get it. So we made arrangements to to reassign her to something else. But I I decided on that day that when I deploy to a big operation or a big disaster or any kind of crisis, that empathy is a superpower that I have to have and that I'm gonna keep at the forefront of my mind. Recognizing that when I come into a community, when I come onto a team, when I enter into any situation, I have to put my own thoughts, my own feelings, my own emotions, my own um, uh, viewpoints, my own opinions aside. It doesn't matter. As a leader, the burden of leadership is that none of that matters. What matters is your ability to support and connect and take care of the folks on your team. And if you know where they're coming from, if you know more about them, then you're going to be doing a better job. And yes, you can yell at them and disagree and, and cajole them and intimidate them and bully them into doing what you're doing. And if you do, shame on you shame on you honestly that's that's a pathetic way of leading that's an old school way of leading so Fred Flintstone called he wants his leadership style back okay so the whole point of what I talk about in my videos what I talk about on my podcast what I live in, in my life how I practice my own leadership is empathy always wins empathy always wins and it's not up to me to decide what's right or wrong with somebody else my job is to support them hold space for them wherever I can and then from there, selfishly, then I can influence them. I can make a bigger impact. I can figure out where they're coming from, meet them where they are, and not where I think they should be. Because if, if I'm stuck in my own ways, then it's going to be all about me, and yeah, I'll get stuff done, but ultimately, that's not going to be the best option. So thanks for watching, and uh, man, did I, uh, did I go off on a rant, but I'm, I'm fired up on this. So please... Subscribe to my YouTube channel, comment, because as you can see, I read the comments and it gives me stuff. Like, I appreciate the feedback and all of those other things. Anyways, leaders, be empathetic. That is critical. That is a, a major part of, of who you need to be as a leader. You didn't have to be back in the old days, but we should have been.